1: We're getting advanced on today's Peacock and Williamson. We're talking DVOA, the godfather of analytics, as he is known in some circles, Aaron Schatz, FTN Fantasy, uh, the creator of DVOA on today's episode, getting the divisional previews, a little bit about the rookie class and who are the best teams according to DVOA in 2023. Coming at you right now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock, alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks everybody for making this your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Love all the everydayers out there. Make sure you are subscribed up on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. Uh, really excited for our guest today, Aaron Schatz. Uh, at A Shots NFL on Twitter, FTN Fantasies, where you can find a lot of his work and all of the DVOA stuff now, the new home of DVOA. What is DVOA? We'll get into that momentarily. Today's episode, though, of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Sports Made Easy. All you got to do is go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and get a little special deposit match bonus use code locked on NFL all lowercase for a first deposit match up to 100 at price picks Aaron thank you for joining the show sir uh I know Matt and and you have crossed paths before uh ESPN back in the day I, I saw your latest at ESPN about the rookie class I want to get to in this podcast as well and a, Matt, Matts talking about you in this stratosphere of godfather status.
0: So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, I've been doing this a long Not time, a little man. I <laughs> been doing this since 2003. Okay. Wow. So, I'm I'm yeah, a little less a than that, but, but in the neighborhood. Right
3: that's great stuff. Way ahead of your time, too. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Can, so, can you
1: do,
3: look, yeah, go sorry. ahead. Right, take it over. <laughs> Start start
1: first with just what is DVOA? Because there's probably some football fans out there that have seen DVOA, don't really know exactly what they're looking at. And I I know a lot of folks that just leave it to the smart guys and say, well, they say this is good, so I'm going to roll with it. But what is the methodology? Where did this come from, DVOA?
0: Sure. It it stands for defense-adjusted value over average, although it's actually, you know, offense-adjusted sometimes and Mm -hmm. defense-adjusted sometimes. The basic idea is every play gets a success rating, that's based on the down and distance. Right? 3 yards is good on 3rd and 1. 3 yards is bad on 3rd and 10. That kind of thing. Okay. And that gets compared to a league average baseline that is adjusted for situation and opponent so that anything over 0 is good offense and anything under 0 is good defense. And it's normalized to each season averaging out at 0 so that allows us to compare numbers from now to numbers from the past where, you know, the game has changed, but you get an idea, you know, a team that was 25% better than average in the past and a team that was 25 better than average now are different because the average is different.
3: So I always use this example and I don't know much about baseball, but back in the day, Babe Ruth would hit more home runs than most teams. So to me, he was so much better than his peers that maybe he's the greatest of all time. You know what I mean? Like, right. I guess Bob Gibson had that great year that he had an unbelievably low ERA, but the league's ERA was really low at the time. So I guess what you're kind of saying is you can look at the Niners or Ravens this year and say, how much better were they than the 85 Bears to the rest of the right. league or something along those lines? Is that what? Because you're the fact for? is,
0: if you put the 85 Bears on the field with the current Ravens, The current Ravens would probably beat them eight or nine times out of ten because, first of all, the rules have changed. So certain things that the 85 Bears did to win, they can't do anymore. Uh, And sports science is so much better now. Players are faster. Players are bigger. Like, they're more developed as athletes. Uh, Like, the history of athletics throughout time is that players constantly get better at -hmm. their sports. Um, but it's if more I interrupt you you quick, like, I interrupted real quick.
3: Refrigerator refrigerator Perry would be like the 15th heaviest guy on the field.
0: Right. <laughs> you uh, know what I mean? <laughs> so it, it It's more fun to say, you know, how good were the 85 Bears compared to an average team of their time? How yeah. good are the Ravens and 49ers compared to an average team of our time? And that, you know, then you can compare them on more stable, equal footing.
3: I heard this, I think, from you, and it's been so long, I don't exactly remember. But I remember you explaining something along the lines of when you did team DVOA, if it's an eight piece of pie, eight pie pieces, four of them are offense, three are defense, one is special
0: teams. Am I on 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 line with that? Yep. If you look okay. at the range of numbers, right. You end up with the best offense is usually about a third better than the best defense. Okay. Which is like three times better than the best special teams. So it ends up working out to yeah, a football team is roughly fifty percent offense, thirty-seven percent defense, and thirteen percent special teams. Okay. And, of course, you can find
1: more about all of this and all the latest at FTNFantasy.com. There's a new home of DVOA. they got DVOA division around previews and, and tons more. So you guys got to check that out. And, of course, follow Aaron on Twitter at AShotsNFL. Um, so you mentioned the Niners and the Ravens, and I've seen the DVOA numbers. Are those clearly the two best teams in the NFL? And who is the best team in the NFL in twenty well, yeah. twenty?
0: Oh my God, do we have the Ravens and 49ers ahead of the rest of the league? Um, Yeah. We have the Ravens as the number one team. What it takes usually to be dominant in DVOA is dominant victories over good opponents. And that's what the Ravens have this year San Francisco and Miami. And don't forget, they beat Houston 25 to nine back in week one. Yeah, Detroit. And they beat Cleveland 28 to three in the first of the two games against Cleveland. And they beat. Detroit by, like, 30 points. Like, they just have just dominated victories over and over again. San Francisco, for the most part, the same thing, over Dallas, over Philadelphia, you know, except for the loss to Baltimore. So, uh, both of these teams are historically good by DVOA. The Baltimore Ravens are the fifth best team measured by DVOA in the regular season. And that goes all the way back to 1981. And the 49ers are the eighth best team going all the way back to 1981. There's never been a year where two teams were this good.
1: Wow, that's pretty unbelievable. And that's why those teams had buys in the first round of the playoffs. And we'll get to see them here in the divisional round. Uh, We got to do some divisional round previews with the eight teams that are left in this tournament. Uh, Some really good games. This is my favorite weekend of football all year long because of uh, well, yeah, the kickoff weekend is really fun, and there's a lot of fun weeks, and the Super Bowl is fun. But, man, this these are the teams, and, and you get the four games, the best eight teams, divisional round, heading into the conference championship game. So let's break these down a little bit in some of these matchups, DVOA style with Aaron Schatz, next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by BetterHelp Online Therapy. And you might have uh, whatever it is going on in your life that – you need to get off your chest. Don't let a big thing, a small thing become a big thing. Sometimes we all need the opportunity to, to talk through those and certainly things that really start to get to you. It's important to let that out, especially to someone who's unbiased in your life. So today I want to say how I really feel about something. You might even be thinking about the same thing this week. And for me, it is the, uh, it is the, the haters that come at you when you're doing a podcast in a public forum like this, you get some weird trolls out there, you get some weird folks out there and sometimes you just got to let it roll right down your back um we'll talk to Aaron about this a little bit later i'm sure he hears a lot of this uh, there's been this famous <laughs> back and forth with jj watt and pff this week so uh, whenever you're putting things out like rankings and ratings and talking about sports you're going to get a lot of that so uh talk through it and, and let that stuff go don't hold on to it and whatever that might be in your life and it's probably much more important than sports in your life family job whatever it is there it can therapy can be different for everyone so if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. Visit BetterHelp.com slash on to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOn.
2: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the On NFL Scouting Podcast.
1: You know, you know, we're not going to focus on the haters today, Aaron. We are going, and I'm sure you get a lot of weird stuff from people. Well, that I've got
0: plenty. I've been <laughs> accused of hating every team. The funniest thing is, I'm very open about being a Patriots fan. I live in Worcester, mm-hmm. Massachusetts. The Patriots were the reason I started doing this, and yet if I say something negative about the Patriots, I'll get people be calling me a hater, and I'm like, "You really don't follow <laughs> me, do you? Like, you really aren't paying attention. <laughs> you really don't bet. follow yeah. me, do you? Uh, so, do you have a a, t-
1: a hard take on like? Brady was more important than Belichick, and, and now that Belichick's gone, uh, what are your thoughts on the Patriots right now?
0: My guess is it was about 60-40, Brady. Okay. But I think neither of them would have been as successful without the other one, and the idea that Belichick is not the greatest coach of all time because Brady, he had Brady, is doesn't make sense because all the greatest coaches of all time, except for Joe Gibbs, had great quarterbacks that they're associated with. And... um, you know, Brady would not have won those first couple of Super Bowls without Belichick, and he wouldn't have beaten the Rams thirteen to three if Belichick had not kept the Rams to three. So you really needed both of them, and it's hard to see them gone. And I have no idea. none of us has any idea what kind of a head coach Gerard Mayo is going to be. You just predicting how good head coaches are going to be is so difficult because it's such a different skill set than coordinator or anything else, honestly.
3: So we were talking about special teams being one eighth, give or take, you know, the last segment and these last two years don't apply, which is very un-Belichickian, but going back to the Ravens, from what I've gathered, just following your work for all these years, Harbaugh, Belichick are always top five special teams type of you yeah. know, franchises. And everyone else is random year-to-year, give or take. Pretty
0: much. Special teams is very random, but Belichick okay. until the last couple of years and Harbaugh always have good special teams, always. Uh, the Patriots had a streak from 1995 to 2020 where they had above-average special teams every year. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And the Ravens are no, similar
3: no. and still rolling along. I mean, I know they're yeah. in the top five again.
0: And the Ravens are yep third third this year the Ravens. Okay, oh, we'll see what the next twenty
1: years of Jaden Daniels plus uh, Gerard Mayo looks like. Maybe they can. Yeah,
0: maybe. I think that's what we're getting up, end up with. So uh, we'll see whether Daniels is good.
1: And I apologize in advance for this can uh, can Jaden Daniels be the mustard to Gerard May- Mayo? To? <laughs> uh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, let's talk digital round playoffs and uh, let's f- finish up with the one seeds, I guess, since, since we are there. Uh, how do you like this matchup for the Baltimore Ravens? Obviously at home, well-rested against the upstart Houston Texans.
0: Yeah, the Texans were 12th this year in DVOA, a little bit higher if you take out the two games that Stroud sat out with a concussion. The problem is everything Stroud is great at the Ravens defense is also great at. Stroud was third in value on deep passes of 16 or more air yards. The Ravens were the number one defense on those passes. Stroud was second in the league on passing on first down. The Ravens were first in the league passing on first down. Uh, Stroud is better if he faces a nickel defense. The Ravens are better if they're in a nickel defense. So it's like they counter everything Stroud does. And then, oh, by the way, they were also the number one team on third and long, which given how bad the Texans running game is and the fact that they run the ball more than you would expect them to, they're going to be in a lot of third and longs. And the Ravens are going to come out there and they're going to tee off on Stroud. Oh, and by the way, also the Texans run defense is good, but their pass coverage is not so the ravens will be able to pass the ball it's just a very difficult matchup again the ravens do everything well this year and that's the what I was about to have ask certain you. strengths
3: as a steelers guy it kind of pains me but i know the answer is the ravens even average at anything
0: are uh, the ravens bad average at, i mean i'm sure there are certain down and distance combinations small things time. yeah they were 12th against number one receivers Right, and so that, that's year, one of their weaknesses. <laughs> yeah, that's one of their weaknesses, and they were still above average. Like even the Ravens' yeah. weaknesses are above average.
1: Okay, don't disrespect Nico Collins. We won't have that on this. Uh,
0: oh, Nico's this. great, but again, like, I mean, the Ravens are just good at everything. Yeah, yeah.
1: Everything. yeah. Um, and then the the night game Saturday is another one seed. It's the Forty Nine ers hosting the seven seed, and kind of another upstart sort of a game. These are very similar. Both are, uh, you know, 9, 10 point point. Uh, underdog on the road against the one seed games on Saturday. Uh, Where are the Packers at right now? You almost have to split the Packers season into halves, right?
0: Yeah, the Packers were 13th for the year in DVOA, but in weighted DVOA, which gives more strength to recent games and includes the playoffs, they're number two on offense. But their defense is still terrible. And that's the problem. The problem is, uh, so the 49ers are not – as good against the run as you might think. So you think it might actually be a good switch for the Packers to switch it up and run more early in the game, except what happens if the 49ers go up by 14 and then the run is off the table and then love is pressing and um, love was awesome against yeah. dime mm-hmm. defenses this year. The Cowboys play more dime defense than anyone else. The 49ers did not play a single snap of dime defense all year. So <laughs> that's out. Yeah. Um, And the pass defense, the Packers are number 31 in pass defense when they do not get pass pressure. And by the way, Purdy was the best quarterback in the league this year when blitzed. So you have to get pressure and you have to get pressure with your front four. And that's tough. They're not a great front four. So this, it just looks like a tough game for the Packers. Again, it's, you know... I could see a cover in this game, but like a backdoor cover, like Love gets a lot of yards late in the game as they're trying to catch up. But the 49ers are just so much of a better team. It would be a very big upset for either the Ravens or the 49ers to lose this week.
1: Yeah, it's, okay. and it's tough in the second half against the 49ers. And I do locked on 49ers, and, and I cover the 49ers and watch all the games twice and watch the film. And, you know, the first half, they can kind of let teams hang around. We've seen that a few times this year. And, you know, they they weren't perfect. They didn't win every game. But in the second half, you know, they just – pull away and i have a feeling that's how I mean, this.
0: the 49ers are not as well-rounded as the ravens the run defense has problems and the special teams are not good huh. but they're better on offense and offense is the most predictive thing pass offense is the most consistent predictive part of football and the 49ers have the best pass offense
1: right Yeah, and that's why i've said this is the best 49ers team better than the 2019 team that went to the super By bowl our
0: numbers, this is the best 49ers team ever yeah, wow, because yeah, because the offense and, and in the regular Curry, in the oh, regular yeah. season, in the regular season, we'll see what happens with the play. I mean, when you look at like '89, when you think about how great '89 is, Ooh. in part you're thinking about the playoff performance. So we don't know what the playoff performance of this team yeah. is yet.
1: Yeah, oh, that's my team. That's my gateway team. You're, you're speaking my language, talking Ronnie lot and <laughs> Jerry Rice and, and Joe Montana.
3: So, Aaron, you mentioned that the Niners and Ravens are heads above everybody else, but the Bills are third in DVOA. Does that pass the sniff test to you? Do you feel strongly that they're the third best team? And what do you think they, how do you think they handle the Chiefs?
0: Yeah, I'm, <clears throat> I certainly feel stronger about it now that Dallas lost. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, we had Dallas fourth, uh, you know, so that would have been the debate, but uh, no debate now, I guess. Um, the Chiefs were fifth, right? So this is a really great matchup between yeah, the Bills. Yeah. And the Chiefs. But, you know, it's a really good example of how advanced metrics are better than win loss records when it comes to predicting the future. After week 12, the Bills were six and six, and the Eagles were 10 and one. But we had the Bills fifth and the Eagles ninth. So at the time, I would have said the Bills are better than the Eagles. Now, I did not expect the Eagles to fall apart to quite the extent that they did.
3: Sure. Who could have But saw that? I would
0: have said at the time, the Bills are a better team than the Eagles. And that was borne out by facts.
3: Okay.
1: Uh, I just, are we looking at another, obviously the chiefs offense hasn't been as good this year as it has in the past, but are we looking at one of those, you know, 45, 44 games again, because that's what everyone. No, no,
0: because these defenses are now, listen, I don't know what's going on with the uh, defensive injuries for the bills. Terrell Bernard is out. I'm sure. Uh, Taryn Johnson is in concussion protocol. Rasul Douglas is probably back, but missed the last couple of weeks. Uh, but these teams, especially the Chiefs, are better on defense than you remember them, and it's going to be cold. Cold equals less scoring, under sure. 32. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't think this is a 45-44 game at all. I mean, uh, do I think Mahomes and Allen may do amazing things? Yes, but fewer of them than you might expect.
1: It's one of those where it's 19 to 20 going into the fourth quarter and they still both put up 40 points, right? There's going
0: to be runs, right? Because we know Mahomes Mm – okay, number one, Mahomes runs more in the playoffs. Number two, the Bills' defense is better in man coverage. And the Chiefs are better against zone. So if the Bills want to play man, the problem is that opens things up for Mahomes to run. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, Allen running, we all know he's got the power. and Look what he did on that 52-yard scramble last
3: week. These last couple weeks, they've been leaning on it more than
0: ever too. Yeah. They do and when they get to the playoffs. They lean on his, on his yeah. legs more than ever.
1: Yeah. Hey, uh, Matt and I have talked about this, and surprised you don't see Steve Spagnuolo's name more on some head coaching lists because he's done a phenomenal job with that Chiefs defense. And yeah, I think-, I think
0: it's because we, we tried that already, uh, and I, I think uh, maybe people look back at the first go-around with the Rams and, and feel like uh, he may be one of those guys who's a better coordinator than he'll ever be a head coach.
3: Yeah, he's in a pretty comfortable position right now, too. <laughs> not, not
0: a bad gig he's got.
3: The Vic
1: fans Yeah, I don't wear.
0: know if I'd want to leave to like fight with <laughs> David Tepper all the time.
3: Right. right. Take yeah, over yeah. Washington.
1: Right. Yeah. Go just go go chase those rings, man. He's he's in a really good spot. And, and that's why I do like the Chiefs in this one, uh, because of that side of the ball. Okay. Uh, next, we've got one more game to preview from the divisional round. Aaron's latest at ESPN about the rookie draft classes in 2023. Next. This episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs at the start of the new year. Every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that all your success depends on the team that you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just some other job board either. We're talking about a vast network, a billion professionals with a B, which makes it the best place to hire because... Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact. 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours at LinkedIn jobs. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs. Number one, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And if you want to go to one of these divisional playoff round games, How about some last minute tickets at game time? It is the place to find any tickets, especially last minute deals on those tickets for whatever NFL game, uh, NBA hoops game, college game, sports, music, comedy, theater events, whatever it is near you. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets. Killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat and their best price guarantee. Game time takes all the guesswork out of buying tickets you see the view from your seat before you buy you know exactly what you're getting when you get to your seats all in prices is my favorite aspect of game time i hate the hidden fees you think you know what the price of your tickets are and you check out and you're shocked that they just went up double right Uh, all in prices show your total upfront, so you know what you're getting and you know you're getting that great deal before you check out a couple taps the tickets are right on the game time app you don't have to fish through your email when you do get to your event so take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time Download the game time app, create an account, and use code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So, the last of the divisional round games uh, for us to kind of preview here, DVOA style, is the Buccaneers and the Lions. And uh, the, uh, uh, the- yes, this game
0: is happening. I feel like I have to remind people. uh, It's not the Ravens and 49ers being the best teams in the league. It's not the Chiefs-Bills being the game we get. It's the also – this game is also happening. Well, I don't know if
1: the script writers are making these guys – talk trash each other, but th- there is a little bit going on here. And I think there's some bulletin board material more than the other games in this one. Uh, and, and I think that plays into Baker Mayfield's hands. And I know they're the underdog and they're on the road at the Detroit lions, but what does DVOA tell us about this match? Uh,
0: lions were seventh this year. Buccaneers were 18th, but better near the end of the year. Uh, lions pass defense declined. <clears throat> Here's what's really interesting. You would not expect this. The lions were number one. In run defense, DVOA. Wow! Wow! Like they yeah, went into mean, this year and they decided we need to be able to do one thing good on defense. They decided mm-hmm. they were going to stop the run, and they did. And the Buccaneers are terrible running the ball. They might as well just—I mean, you can't completely give up on the run, but close to it, yeah. Because they're going to be able to pass all day on the Lions. The Lions, uh, the Buccaneers are particularly good on third downs. They're number one on third down. The Lions are 24th on third downs on defense, including 26th against the pass. So just when you think you've got Mayfield tied up on third down, he's going to he's been converting third downs like crazy all year long. I think this game is closer than people may believe that it is. I mean, I want to see the Lions win win. Uh, The Buccaneers just got a title. Their fans got one. That's nice. The Lions fans have never even been to a Super Bowl. You know, you want to see them happy. But I think this game is closer than people realize.
3: So we talked about the playoff teams, and I'm sitting here scrolling down the DVOA, and I'm there all the time. I use it as a tool, you know, several times a week. I urge everyone to check it out, get a subscription. But the Jets stand out to me amongst the bad teams. If we hypothetically could say Aaron Rodgers is – Eighty percent of what he used to be, and gets this offense to average. Are yep. they a contender?
0: Yep. Yeah. I mean okay. that's life. Not before the season. Before it yeah, yeah, yeah. The I had the Jets as a predicted playoff team. Uh, no, no, here. Okay, so the, here's the thing. Offense is more predictive and uh, mm-hmm. of the future than defense. Defense is less consistent from year to year. They've had a top defense for two years. Yeah. It's really hard to be that good for three. It's really hard in the modern NFL to be that good on defense for three straight years. So you can't go into next year expecting the Jets defense is going to be just that good again. But as long as their defense can still be good, even if it's not as good, and Aaron Rodgers can be above average, like a little bit above average, Mm -hmm. then that's a playoff contender. Yeah, absolutely. And
3: they were great on teams this year, which again, I know isn't yep. sticky, but still, you know.
0: But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, they, the, what they're just missing is a quarterback. Like, if they've got receivers. They've got, you know, the offensive line had a lot of injuries this year, but if it has fewer injuries, it should be better. Uh, That's but awesome. it's, you know, what Rodgers is going to be like at the age of 40 coming back from a torn Achilles, I have no idea. So we try to
1: have a balance here. We're talking about postseason and playoff teams. And we talk about the the other teams and talk NFL draft as well. And so I'm thinking, OK, well, best rookie classes. That's probably some teams that were bad and drafted high. And I start thinking about the best rookie classes. And I'm like, well, the Texans are probably up there. The Packers are probably up there. So we're still talking about playoff teams. We're talking about the best rookie classes in the NFL this year.
0: Yep. So I just wrote a thing for ESPN plus Uh, along with FTN fantasy. I also write for ESPN, ESPN plus on uh, ranking all 32 rookie classes based on what the players did as rookies. So not what we expect for them in the future. Mm -hmm. And the top four teams are all playoff teams, Texans, Rams, Packers, and then Lions. And then number five is the Chicago Bears.
3: Hey, there we that's, go. That's an encouraging team. I, I read the whole article, thought you were a little it's harsh. It's very on the discouraging Steelers,
0: for but... Vikings fans. It's very discouraging oh. for Vikings fans because Packers, Lions, Bears go three, four, five. Hadn't thought of that. I
3: yeah, thought you are a little harsh on the Steelers. I'm just going to you know, be a little yeah. bit biased, he but that's all right. Our...
0: The
1: Steelers.
3: <laughs> when I put the Steelers, they're 10th. They were 10th. That's good. I mean, Porter and Benton, they were pretty good this year. I'm talking, th- Jones. Anyway, I got one more question for Aaron. And I don't know how doubt in you are on this. I'm sure you are. And I'm, I don't know if you want to divulge it, but are there two or three teams that you just think, wow, they're doing the analytics thing so well, or two or three teams that have no clue what they're doing analytically?
0: Oh, it's, I mean, there are some very forward teams, Cleveland, uh, Dallas just hired a bunch of people this year Mm -hmm. to build. They built themselves a whole analytics department Uh, Baltimore.
3: Baltimore. It's always
0: very uh, forward thinking. Um, every team in the league has at least one analytics staffer at this point, right? There was a point five or six years ago where that wasn't the case. Now every team has at least one analytics staffer. And um, the next team you're going to see go very analytics friendly is probably Washington because Josh Harris that has done sense. that in, right? in the NBA with the uh, 76ers. They're very analytics friendly. So I would expect that his NFL team is going to be very analytics friendly as well.
1: And I would imagine some of the 70-year-old coaches around the league aren't as fond of it uh, as getting a packet of numbers as maybe some 39-year-old head coaches around the league.
0: Well, the first thing I'd say is never give your coach a packet of numbers. You give your coach a two-minute summary of what they need to know and then let them get on with their lives. Like it's One of the most important things in analytics is communication to the people that don't do the analytics of what it means because they don't want to have to go through all the charts and numbers. They just want to know what it means for them. Is so that a, jo- a,
1: a, a conduit? You're almost like a media person for your analytics team to the coaches. There's staff? a little
0: bit of that. You need to, yeah. I mean, you can have, I mean, baseball teams will have whatever now, like 20 people in the <laughs> analytics department. I can guarantee you one of them specializes in communication.
3: Okay. A, a nerd, the jock, you know, translator. Yeah. You, yeah. You really,
0: <laughs> no, you have guys now who played, right? You have guys who yeah. played like Division Two or played at like Ivy schools or something. And then they go into analytics. So they've like watched film and they know that stuff. And then they know the analytics world too. And they can translate it very well. Wow.
1: Come a long way. Fascinating stuff. You can find, I mean, you can get neck deep in DVOA at Ftnfantasy.com. Of course, Aaron is on Twitter at a shots NFL find FTN fantasy at, uh, uh, at FTN fantasy on Twitter as well. And Aaron's a pleasure chatting with you. Appreciate all the information. And uh, yeah, we, we use your, Website daily. We're on FTN Fantasy all the time. And so appreciate the work you do uh, behind the scenes there, making everybody else smarter. Thanks, man. I love doing it. And Matt and I will be back tomorrow. We're making our picks for the divisional round of playoffs. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. Talk to you then, right here, Peacock and Williamson.
2: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.